listening to the Deep Roots Podcast, where we're all about giving you the confidence to move beyond pain and into performance. My name is Lance Enerson, and I'm your host. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Deep Roots Podcast. And as promised, you know, last time we talked about uh, what confidence is and, you know, what it really means for us in in our lives and uh, especially in the uh, physical context of being able to pursue the things that that we want to do. And so... Here we are, and we're going to talk about how to actually gain that confidence. And we're going to be talking primarily about confidence in a physical sense of you know confidence to add, to go out and do the things that you want to do physically, uh, which is very important for people that have you know obviously experience injuries and they're not able to live the lifestyle that they want to live because of the current pain that they're in or that they have been in and they just haven't quite gotten back into it. That being said, these principles definitely apply to gaining confidence, just generally speaking in your life. So, um, definitely feel free to, you know, apply these principles and think about that, um, as you're listening to ways that you can improve, you know, your confidence and just, in, in your life and the things that, that you would like to do. So let's take it back real quick and just uh, redefine confidence um, for this conversation of what it is. And that's the perceived ability to cope with stress that is in your present or future life. Okay, that is the the working definition that we're using for confidence right now. And typically a definition like that would be interpreted as I need to have all of these tools for the specific job, for the specific task or the specific trial that I'm going through. And, you know, thankfully that is not the way that it works because there, there wouldn't be any breakthroughs. There wouldn't be any progress because if you think about it, you're not going to have all the tools to deal with a certain situation until after you've already experienced it. I mean, that's just the way it works. Okay. I mean, it's like, okay, if I'm going to go out and I'm going to squat, you know, however much, and then I'm going to try and PR and I have this goal. I'm not going to have all the tools to deal specifically with that load and with that experience until afterwards. And then I'm able to use those tools to approximate what I'm going to have to do the next time as I progress that goal. And so that's something that's that's super important to remember is that we're we're not expected, we don't need to have every single tool in place before we go out and we attempt something. What we need to be able to do is to be able to reframe the stressors or the things that that we would like to do in a digestible uh you know attackable way and you know this is really just a basic tenet of you know like stoic philosophy that you know we have these obstacles and those obstacles are at you know the obstacles the way right kind of like the the ryan holiday school of thought because really that whole idea of taking an obstacle taking a challenge and flipping it on its head is a means of reframing the thing that that we're going through the thing that that we want to accomplish Uh, recently we had tony blower come on uh, as a guest speaker in one of the meetings that we have had for the active life staff and he talked about something that was really similar to this he talked about um, reframing things in a way of breaking them into really manageable pieces. You know, it's like people that the example that he uses is the people that really hate Fran, right? You know, in CrossFit that they're like, Oh, I hate thrusters. It's like, okay, well don't do a thruster, do a front squat and then do a push press. I mean, 
that's really all a thruster is, right? It's just a front squat straight into a, a push press. But when we can break those things down into things that are not so psychologically hard for us to digest, it becomes a lot easier for us to attack them. It becomes a lot easier for us to have the confidence to actually get started on the physical thing that we're doing. And, you know, really, this is something that I've personally been doing since I was probably like eight years old. Right. I mean, just going out and, and mowing the lawn. We had a huge lawn growing up. At least it felt huge at eight years old. And I'd have to go out there. Like, it was, you know, it was my job. I had to mow the lawn. And it was such a daunting task for me that when I knew I had to mow the lawn, I just like didn't even want to get out of bed that day. I was like, I do not want to do this. It takes forever to mow the lawn and I'm never going to be able to do anything. You know, it's just like, it's this big, huge thing that I just couldn't digest. You know, it's like an eight year old. That's, that's a big deal. And it's like, oh, my Saturday's ruined. And you know, I, so I would want to just basically stay in bed or like hang out in my room all day so that my parents didn't see me to say like, Hey, it's time to go mow the lawn. And I would end up actually wanting to basically waste the day to avoid that obstacle. But what I found was that when I would go out and mow the lawn is that, you know, I just take one or two laps around the entire lawn and then I would break it in little pieces. You know, I would do like one third of it. We did go down, you know, the side by the fence and I'd be around those couple trees and, and I, I get that part done. And then I would do like another third and then, you know, I'd get that part done. Then I do the last third and then it just, it felt like I was making so much progress so quickly that it became really easy for me to just get up and go mow the lawn. And, you know, that sounds like a ridiculous, you know, like a, a ridiculous thing to make the, that made the work easier when it didn't actually change the amount of work that I had to do. But psychologically, I was able to digest it really easily. And, you know, that, that's one of those just silly little life lessons that has served me really well. You know, whether that's been from, you know, progressing through, uh, you know, like high school and everything, and then going up in, in grad school and then having these, these big assignments or these big things that have, uh, a lot of, I guess, influence on, on my own progression, you know, if like, Hey, I need to pass this test or I need to do this thing because it's it actually is going to determine whether or not I get a degree, whether I am able to practice the, my chosen profession and be able to do that in a timely manner and to not have to pay a ton of money to remediate or something, right? That, I'm, was, that I've been able to break those things into a lot smaller pieces, which makes that work, which makes that stressor that's thrown at me so much easier to, to digest that I know that I can cope with it. I know that I can do the first step. And if I can do this first step, that means I can do the second step and so on and so on until, you know, completing the, the entire thing. And that's something that's been super useful for me because I, I typically do pretty well. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a self-starter and that I, I will go and I will do the things that, that I have to do to, to get them done, especially if it's really important to me. But it's, you know, like most people, it's that very first thing, you know, just 
getting the very first, you know, the first check in the box, the first feeling of progress that helps to, to get the ball rolling that's been really important. So that's, you know, that's my life in mowing lawns and, um, you know, going through grad school and everything. But how does that apply to physical rehab? Because, I mean, that's that's what we're really talking about here, right, is that somebody has lost the ability to do something due to an injury or pain and, and they don't have the confidence to, to push forward and to, you know, basically take ownership and take responsibility to reframe the thing that they're experiencing so that they can Im- improve their life. So let's talk about an ACL tear, right? This is something happens very often in athletics, pretty common injury. So like what really comes along with that? You know, one of the biggest things that I see is that Um, you know, athletes start questioning their identity, you know, they're like, okay, like this thing that's been so important to me, this sport, whatever it is, is taken from me. You know, it might just be for, you know, a temporary, you know, a few months, but it might be for something longer. And they, they don't know what to do with themselves because they've never been in a situation where they can't express themselves physically. And they've wrapped so much of their identity up in the performance that, that they're usually able to do out on the field, in the gym, whatever it is, that they start to not understand themselves very well and oftentimes end up getting into, you know, some depression or, you know, they're just apathetic towards their rehab because they don't feel like they can ever get back to where they they were. And so their identity starts to crumble a little bit. And that's not, you know, that's not an awesome feeling. You know, the other things that comes along with that, just that's tied really closely into the identity is fear. You know, like what, what if, what if I can't get back to the place that I was at? What if, uh, you know, I'm going to be cut from the team? What if I'm not going to be a starter anymore? What if, uh, you know, my friends aren't going to want to hang out with me anymore because I can't do the things that we would normally do? And then obviously there's pain, right? You know, like physical pain. Like it doesn't feel great to have something like that happen. The, the, the surgery and the rehab afterwards, it doesn't feel super awesome, right? And then there's the frustration because that's not something that heals overnight, right? So if if somebody has an ACL tear and then they get surgery and, you know, all the rehab, that's probably like a good six months before they have a ton of activity back in their lives. And that, I mean, that's frustrating. That's frustrating, especially because, you know, like they were probably performing at the top of their game uh, when, when it happened. But then, you know, there's also a misunderstanding too, like of, of not fully comprehending the thing that's going on of, you know, of what it means. And a lot of times this is the fault of the, you know, the physician and also of the physical therapist, you know, whoever the rehab specialist is of not helping the athlete understand exactly what they're going through. And then just you know, the last thing often is blame. You're like, oh, my coach wasn't doing enough to prepare us so that I, you know, I got injured or, you know, the ref wasn't paying attention or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, a lot of blame often comes along with that. But let's talk about another one. Let's talk about chronic back pain. Okay. Chronic back pain. One of the most prevalent things that people in, you know, modern society, one of the most common pain, uh, things that they go through is just chronic low back pain. And so like what comes along with that? And it's a lot of the same things. You know, like this person might not be an athlete, like the person who tore their ACL. Maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just 
some guy that has a desk job and wants to be able to play with his kids when he goes home in in the evening and you know what that that person's identity starts to break down as well you know like let's let's take this guy with a desk job right if his and his identity is really invested in um, the interaction that he has with his kids you know that's that's gonna be hard for him not to be able to go home and to you know roll around on the floor to be able to play with them and you know help them practice their sports or take them hiking and camping or you know whatever it is that this guy wants to do with his kids if he's really invested in that aspect of of parenting and you know fatherhood that's that's going to be a huge blow to his identity and he's going to have a lot of, you know, like festering emotions, things that build up, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, possible resentment to himself for maybe not taking care of himself or, you know, again, blame for somebody that wasn't, you know, quote unquote, doing their job to keep him safe, you know, of, of, of what, whatever that is. And then, you know, also maybe just some disappointment like, man, this is not, the way that I saw my life going, you know, I had this expectation of being able to do all these things with my kids, to be able to influence them in these really deep ways. And I just really need the physicality, um, you know, that, that kind of goes along with that to be able to teach them these lessons and just being really disappointed in that. And, you know, again, there's, there's the pain, right? Just like the straight up, just the pain of how that will uh, detract from life experiences of not being able to um, do the things that, that you want to do just because you can't even concentrate on the task because you're in pain, right? I mean, like, that's not a way to live. And then just the last one is like social ostracization of it's like, you know what? No, thanks for the invitation. I'm not going to come play, you know, this pickup game because I my back's just killing me. You know, thanks sorry, son, I, I can't practice. I can't help you with your jujitsu right now because I just feel terrible. And, you know, if we look back at this list, so with the chronic back pain and with the ACL tear is that a lot of this, you know, this pain or this, this experience, it's not, it's not actually physical pain. And that's, that's kind of the point, right? I mean, like our physical confidence and that physicality of, of, expressing ourselves in a way in an active way isn't solely dictated by the pain that we feel physically but pain is really an all-encompassing experience and you know like if we take it back to this conversation about the ACL and the, and the back pain, the reason that I wanted to really lay those out and unpack it is because if you're not willing to unpack the things that are actually causing you pain that are negatively affecting your life, it's going to be super hard to actually reframe it. Right. I mean, like we don't need to unpack, you know, me mowing the lawn as a little kid of like, okay, like, why is this hard for you? You know, like, is this something that is like a childhood trauma? It's like, no, it's just mowing your lawn. And it took a long time and it felt like forever when I was eight years old. And so I just figured out a way to make it feel like the time was going by faster. But you absolutely have to reframe something that is changing the way that you're viewing yourself, your identity like a, a major injury so that you can really get to the bottom of the reason that it's actually taking away your confidence. Because I mean, spoiler alert, people can do an insane amount of things when they're in pain. 
But when that pain starts to take control of their lives and that it's that big experience, that's when we start to get these big problems. So let's unpack this in a meaningful way. And we can go back to this guy with the low back pain, you know, the, the desk job that wants to be able to interact physically, you know, with his kids. Let's pretend that he's got, you know, like a 12 year old son who just started jujitsu and he's not able to practice with him. Um, and that's something that's really, really difficult for him because it's, it's eating away as his identity. And there's a lot of fear involved with that. And so this is just kind of just like having a conversation with him, right? Let's say that, that he really wants to practice with him and he, he promised him that he would do a jiu-jitsu competition with him at the same time for his son, you know, like when he had, had his first competition that he, he would do one at the same time. And, you know, like what, what goes along with that, right? It's like, is this going through this guy's head like, oh man, my son's never going to trust me again. He's not going to believe that, or he's going to think that I'm not a hard worker. And so maybe he's going to think that he doesn't need to be a hard worker. Is he going to love him, love me any less? You know, like this is a, a real narrative that goes on in these people's heads. And if you've ever had something like chronic low back pain, you understand this, right? This is something that it's, it's not an easy pill to swallow when you're not able to do the things that you feel really define you. And so for this guy, what I say is like, just talk to your kid, man, right? Like your kid needs to understand that, that you have a fight that you need to fight before you go out on the mat, right? Like the fight that you need to fight right now is with yourself. Okay. Like that you need to be investing the time and the energy into getting your back better before you're going to go out and be able to, you know, compete in a jujitsu competition, right? And and that's something that like kids kids understand that, right? I mean, like I got, I have three kids, and like if I'm not able to do something that I had promised or that was really important to them, they understand if you have a conversation with them. The thing that they don't understand is when you're irritable and you're detached from the situation, detached from the conversations and the interactions that you're having because you're letting those emotions fester inside and you're letting it eat you up that you can't do the thing that you said you were going to do, that you can't be the the husband, the father, the, the mother, the wife that you think that you need to be, to do those things that, that you need to do to fulfill that expectation that you have for yourself in your mind. That's what they don't understand. And I absolutely guarantee that if this guy went and talked to his son, like, hey, like I'm not able to do this, but there's something that I do need to do. And when I do that, I'm gonna be able to make good on this promise. Like, can you help me do that? You know, and actually enlisting the help of his son of to help him to hold him accountable. I absolutely guarantee that that kid's gonna be pumped to help his dad. He's totally going to be on board with that. And that's going to teach him something far more important than his dad doing a jujitsu competition with him. That's going to teach him something about, you know, about longevity and the things that are really important, right? Of, Of taking care of yourself because you're only going to be able to take care of the people that you love when you take care of yourself first. And, and really, I mean like that, that's a better example of a great father, is it not? Of being a, an amazing teacher, of teaching him something by example, right? And so that's just, that right there is an example of flipping something upside down, of reframing it 
to make it something that a, you're able to handle, that you're able to cope with. Because that that process of flipping the injury, of flipping the pain on its head puts you back in control and it puts you at the reins, right? The pain no longer has the reins. That that collective experience of pain, of you know, that identity crumbling, the festering emotions, the fear, the misunderstanding, the blame, the frustration, all of that, it's not in control anymore. It's not in control anymore because you flipped it, because now you're in charge. And that's the first step for you to be getting out of pain, to stepping beyond it and back into performance. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you found it helpful or inspiring or, you know, valuable in any way, please share it with somebody that it could help to, you know, impact their life in a positive way and go on to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and uh, leave me a review. Yeah.